Welcome to Your American Heritage with your host, Ed Bondarenka. Our goal is to provide a platform for a discussion of pro-life, pro-Christian, and pro-American constitutional principles in the light of current and historical events. America, bless God. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Your American Heritage. It's a beautiful day out today. Um, thank you for joining us. Once again, my name is Ed Bondarenka. I'll be your host today. Now, I'm going to ask my co-hosts if they hear the echo I hear. Oh, no, nah, it went away. Oh, yeah, when I stopped talking? Yeah, right about at that point. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounded pretty good. Oh, okay. So you're pulling my leg because I'm hearing a tape delay. All right, so... And I know why, because I'm listening on my laptop. This isn't yep. good. So, this show is produced by Derek a little Stone. Bit. I'm Pardon hearing me? a little bit. It's it's there a little bit. You may want to turn your laptop off. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. Give us a second. I'm going to unplug this. And so... Uh, Talk through my laptop. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. We'll just do it that way. Hi. Well, let's start all over again. Hi, Rick. Thanks for joining us today. Not a problem. Okay. So, um, let's see now. I wanted to open in prayer. So, um, let's do that right now. Ah, Father, you have a plan for this planet and this nation. And this nation was built on your word. It was not built on racism or hate. It was built on your principles in your word. Please help us to make it reflect well on you and to be the beacon of hope for the world as it has been for years. Please protect us from those who stole the government in the last election. Please lead us and guide us as we seek to restore righteousness here. Please lead us and guide us in our discussion today. And please protect us from technical difficulties. And everyone said? Amen. Thank you for that. Get a hallelujah. So the number to call is 734-822-1600. It's day 185 of the coup. There are people that are trying to overthrow the Constitution and implement their dominion over us. Dominion is an apt name for that voting machine company, huh? The Great Reset is not their goal. It is their plan. The plan is to reset our history to zero so you don't know how we got here. And so you don't know where they're taking you. The plan is to reset your assets to zero so that you're dependent on the government. Their goal is to enslave you and make you like it. Our job is to resist, to support each other, and to push back their agenda, and to encourage each other. That's, of course, one of the purposes of this show, to encourage and strengthen and provide a platform for those who would help us reclaim our nation. This is Free Fall Radio, working without a net. We're live and current, which can make things pretty tricky. I just discovered an hour ago that our guest will be with us in the second half of the show. So stick around. It's going to be Ryan Kelly. He's another candidate for governor of the great state of Michigan. And um, a listener sent me a video. It has explicit lyrics that I fully agree with, but I can't play on the radio. I say agree with them because they describe exactly how I feel, but I won't say it that way because, well, Christian, you know. And uh, so Derek... Can you play this version? I am the only one that was played by Aaron Lewis on the Candace Owens show. So it's the clean version. No, I think, 
I, I think we lost Derek. He got sucked into the, the time warp. Time warp. Wasn't that part of the movie? Uh, uh, if we uh, lost Derek, are we on the air? Yes, we certainly okay. are. <laughs> we certainly are. Then. But, uh, hey, I got a real quick question on, on the comments you're talking about. I have found that this nation has found a way, the left of this nation has found a way to try to shame anybody who's on the right so they don't speak up and they make the people on the right feel like they are a minority while we're not. Um, our numbers, are, the, the moral right is far outnumbers those on the left. And yet they try to make it sound like we are on the fringe and uh, we're, we're not part of this country. And I, I just wanted to tell your listeners, we are part of this country and we're not on the fringe. Those who believe in morality and believe in, in objective and subjective, uh, that uh, we outnumber the left and uh, we are not on the fringe and our voices need to stay loud and proud. Yes, exactly. And uh, actually, the big, the big lie where the media tells the big lie, they're trying to convince us that we're marginalized, that we're the, the little guys, and we're not. Right, absolutely. And uh, so I just, while we're just hanging around here chatting, I'd say we're going to kind of go there on, on my show after yours. I'm going to plug my show, if you don't mind, Moment of no, Clarity. Go ahead, please. Uh, I want to start out in our show. We're going to be talking about the, the Olympic uh, openings and some of the stuff that happened in that. But then I'm going to delve into this conversation that uh, I just brought up to you. And that is that we're being marginalized and we are in a nation now that the left is going to continually try to try to marginalize us. They have a very, they're turning this country into a nation of narcissist addicts. And we'll talk about that on my show. Hey, how's it going, Derek? <laughs> it's going good. Sorry, I had to leave the room for a second. I just had to import all the audio files that Ed wanted played for today's program. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have let you know earlier. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. And one of those would be this Aaron Lewis song, Am I the Only One? Would you play that for us, please? Yep. Give me a, a second here to load it up and then I'll get to playing it. Okay. There's a couple others we'll be playing too. Um, oh, just... oh, sorry. I, I've got it ready now. Oh, go ahead. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks they're taking all the good we got And turning it bad Hell, I'll be damned I think I'm turning into my old man Am I the only one Willing to bleed Or take a bullet for being free Screaming what the F in my TV Telling me 
As they try to undo all the things he did Am I the only one who can't take no more screaming If you don't like it, there's the frickin' door This ain't the freedom we've been fighting for It was something more, yeah, it was something more Town watching the threads of old glory come under. I'm not the only one. Yep, he's not the only one. I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. So we we once again we need to figure out what we're going to do what we're going to do to get it back, get it all back. You know, the other day, uh, Joe Biden said something about uh, uh, Democrats, and uh, Derek's going to play this clip for us. Nine enslaved people for full citizenship until the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments after the Civil War, to nine women the right to vote until the 19th Amendment 100 years ago. The poll taxes and literacy tests and the Ku Klux Klan campaigns of violence and terror. Do you realize that everything he listed there was a Democrat platform? You know, the Jim Crow laws, the poll taxes, Bull Connor, the lynchings, the Ku Klux Klan were all Democratic Party activities. Where are the fact checkers on this stuff? Where are they? You know, on Facebook. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and looks like a duck, you'll get a notice that there are many imitators of ducks. You know, it's <laughs> that's that's yeah. Go ahead, Rick. <laughs> I, I I just uh, I I'm not one to normally quote bumper stickers, but I seen a bumper sticker the other day. Found out Biden is not his last name. Biden is actually an acronym. It stands for biggest idiot Democrats ever nominated. Yeah. Well, here's a sample of that, okay? Uh, I know that Derek's busy on the phone right now, but if he could hear me, which he can't, and click play on Biden babbles. Shaking his head yes to the caller. And so, <laughs> fun. That's what I like being able to Live play radio, you got to love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyways, Derek, would you play Biden babbles, please? Thank you. 
just like the other question is illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. You know, is that man an idiot or what? I had to say it. I didn't make that up. I didn't clip that. I didn't make that as a joint. I mean, the guy can't form a sentence on the fly. That was national television. The president of the United States speaking to another idiot, Don Lamont of CNN, who basically bailed him out at one point, threw him a, a, a softball and said, here's here's what you were talking about. Remember this? And, Ladies and, and gentlemen, the president of the United States. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so. I mean, can you, speaking of fact checkers, can you remember when Trump texted the word kafefi? <laughs> I mean, they wanted to pull out the 25th Amendment when he, you know, all of a sudden, hey, hey, uh, go to the cabinet. Quick, get this guy out of office. He doesn't know how to how to spell coffee. Frankly, I prefer kafefi, and I'm surprised nobody's coming out with a brand that I could buy. It's a missed marketing opportunity, long gone. But, you know, I've lost my train of thought before. But, you know, it, it didn't get that far away from me. Oh, you got to hear the one recently. He was babbling about men on the moon and stuff like that. The guy, he's lost it. And that's sad because who's up to bat? The, the Kamala. Yeah, the candidate that got the fewest primary votes in the last Democratic primary election. She had to bow out. She was eviscerated so bad by Tulsi Gabbard. That she had to bow right up, if you recall. Uh, I'm glad you stipulated, because at first, when you're talking about Kamala, I thought you said she had to bow wow. Oh. And um, <laughs> I'm, no. I'm glad you re, re, restated no. that. Yeah, bow out, yes. So, um, <sighs> oh, we got somebody on the phone. My goodness, how rude of me. Let's talk to Donna for a second, okay? Hello, gentlemen, are you there? <laughs> I hope so. I really. I'm do. not sure where I'm at, but I'm not there. <laughs> I'll try not to lose my train of thought with you guys. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but with that song that you played, um, am I the only one? I, I had something that I wanted to say. Maybe it'll influence other people as well. When I was a whistleblower for the public school and I was working with the Thomas More Law Center in Ann Arbor, Mr. Thompson, who I was working with, I asked him the same exact question. Am I the only one doing all this? Is it even worth it? And he said, you know, don't ever think like that. Don't ever say that. Because do you know how many people I've come across who have said that very same thing? So you keep pushing ahead and stay positive and do exactly what you're doing. I will say the exact same thing to you. And to many of our listeners who are active. And remember, folks, a lot of times to be active is just a support to pray. We must pray. This country is going to be nothing without a, a, a moral, stable populace that's founded on the word of God. I, it's, uh, I'm not being a, a, a jerk here. There are moral, stable people in other religions. I, I understand that. But... Uh, it's not common. 
And the word of God is what the principles of our republic were based on. I, I, I'll have um, uh, Bill Federer come on again and talk about that again soon, that uh, to show us the background, the, the philosophers, the Christian philosophers who our founders read and studied to, to come up with the principles they did of self-government. It all has to do with the worth of man because the rights of man and the worth of man are not derived from the government or the state or a king or royalty. They're derived from God. And he has other things to say about it also. So uh, right. thank you, right. Donna. I appreciate that. Is there anything okay. else you'd like to say? Um, no, I've, I've been busy going around making speeches and people, parents are calling me like crazy. I've been at board school board meetings and just traveling all over Michigan making speeches on this stuff that's going on in public schools. So I'm trying. Hey, Donna, can I just say that uh, if you're going around like crazy, people don't know you. You're not like crazy. If they've met you, they they know you. You are. You're not just like it. You are crazy, but in a wonderful way. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you, I guess. (laughs) Thank you for calling and thank you for all you do. We appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great day. Wait a minute. Are you a contributor to Epic Times? Um, I get the paper. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. At one of my speeches, they interviewed and recorded me, video recorded. No, I didn't know that. I know you sent me a picture of you as if you were hosting for Epic Times with their microphone in front of you. So Right. Well, they were at um, one of the churches that I went to, and they were there, and they put it in their newspaper. Wow, we have a real celebrity calling in. That's excellent. Thank you. And so what do you have to say to them? Um, they were there for the whole presentation, and they're really up on all of this, um, what's going on in public education. So they were really interested. <clears throat> Along those lines, I've talked to a few parents, including one of my sons, who don't know what they're going to do if masks are imposed again in the next semester, the upcoming school term. My son won't send his is are my grandchildren to school if they insist on masks. And I, I started to tell them it's it's not just the masks, my son, it's the CRT. It's it's everything they're doing to indoctrinate your kids and take them away. Rick has his hand up. I, I, on the mask issue, um, and I, I'm trying to verify through a number of sources, I just don't read one source and, and count it as, uh, as fact. All right. I, I tried to get multiple sources on this, but apparently there has been a lawsuit brought out against the federal government because they're only sorting uh, sourcing one one source on the number of people that have died from the vaccine. And um, there are other sources out there that say that that number is up as high as forty five thousand have died from the current vaccine. And uh, they're going to try to make it mandatory that we give our children at the age of five so they can go into school. They're going to try to make it mandatory that our children to go into school. That means kindergarten, folks. That means even some preschools um, that they have their vaccine. Is this an attempt to um, genocide? I, I, I don't know. I'm just I, I hate to be the 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 conspiracy theorist here. This is actually really scary that they're going to force our children even at the age of five and under to get to get vaccines that, by the way, 
that this disease isn't killing those that are five and under. Right, exactly. And it's 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 just symptomatic of this not being about a health issue. If this was about a health issue, they would release the drugs that everybody's claiming now are effective against COVID or the Chivai. And that would be, of course, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine proven. And there's other protocols too, but no, instead of offering these, these responses or even what they call prophylactics because they pre- protect you to some degree, instead of offering these, they fight these. That's not a government that's interested in your health that fights yeah. these. Let's let's follow the science. Like they keep asking us to look at the science. Let's look at this science real quick. Do you know how many people have caught COVID a second time in this country? Uh, not, I don't. Not one. Not a single one who has had COVID has got it again. Do you know how many people who have gotten the vaccine have gotten COVID? Many. Many have, and yet they're telling people who've had the vaccine, who <laughs> or who have not had the vaccine but have had COVID, that they've got to get the shot too because you don't know how long the natural immunity will last. We don't know how long the immunity of the vaccine will work. Well, this, Apparently, this- natural vaccine, when you get it, lasts longer than the shots because there's those who got the shots that are getting COVID. Just wanted to point that out. Oh, no, and, and, and that's true, and it's... It's so frustrating. There's so many statistics all over the place. Like last week, I read the statistic that Judicial Watch got from the VA about veterans who had succumbed to the to uh, since up to April. And we don't know about since then who had succumbed to uh, heart attacks, uh, thrombosis, uh, uh, other heart ailments besides heart attacks, uh, Bell's palsy, all these things that happen. And then when somebody when you say this to somebody, they'll come back and they'll say, well, there's been, and they'll give a number of how many people have been vaccinated. And that's only this many people that we know of that have, have died. And so therefore, that's only like 0.001 of the population that's been vaccinated have died, to which I reply, I don't want to be 0.001. I don't want to put a revolver, spin the chamber and put it to my head and hope it doesn't go off. You want to hear something? This is now I I know this firsthand. A member of my congregation. He's been a member of my congregation. He 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 was in the Ypsilanti community when we were able to go up there, which we're hoping to get up there some someday again. And and down in Newport. Member of our congregation, he veteran. Uh he got both vaccines. And about a month after his second vaccine, guess what? He got COVID. And not only did he get COVID, it took a month for him to get a negative test. Great. Figure that Walter, one out. We got Walter on the phone. I like Walter, so I'm going to give him like a few seconds. It's all he's got before the break, and then we've got a guest coming in at 1.30. So go ahead, Walter. Hey, hey, guys. I'll be real brief. I want to adopt Dave Sayron's term. He mentioned it this week on his uh, program about the mask. He called, I want to add a word to it. He called it the mask of uh, submission. Yeah. And let me add one word to it. The mask of submission and suffocation. Yes, that's what that's that's exactly. it's, a it's a symbol. It's a symbol. It's a virtual single signal. It's a virtue signal. And it's a symbol of, of submission is what it is. And I'll tell you, it could be this shot issue could be the shot heard around the world for the next American Civil War, the next American Revolution. Derek, my clock says the music started, but I don't hear it. 
the music has started. Thanks, Walter. Folks, see you after the break. Come on back. We're having uh, Ryan Kelly, candidate for governor. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. We were warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. Welcome back to Your American Heritage, the special edition breaking news. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, folks. Um, joining us now is a candidate for the primary, the Republican primary, for the gubernatorial election uh, upcoming to find a candidate to go against uh, Governor Whitless. And so joining us is Ryan D. Kelly. Uh, I believe he's on the phone. Derek. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me here. Really appreciate it. That's good. Well, we, we're trying to get all the candidates. I'm sorry. We're trying to get all the candidates we can on here to uh, give them some exposure. I I met you a couple weeks ago. You've been to a number of events. And uh, I see, you know, you're, you're, uh, I follow you on Facebook. See a lot of your postings there. You're a busy guy. Thanks. So I'm out at a protest here right now for medical yes. freedom at Mercy Health. So that's the noise that you hear in the background. I've moved okay. far away, but there's a lot of action out here. I, yes, it like, sounded like this interview was going to break into a polka, so <laughs> I wasn't sure. Oh, uh, Ryan, that's uh, Pastor Rick Dietering, a host of Moment of Clarity on the show after the seats joined in. And uh, so, yeah, I'm glad you're there. I had hoped to get there earlier at 11, but that just wasn't in the cards. And so... Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on there real quick before you tell us about yourself. You bet. Over here, Mercy Health in Grand Rapids, Michigan, there's a protest outside of, it's, it's wrapping up now, actually, it has been going on for a while. I was in Detroit this morning, so I made the tail end of this uh, before I head out to Muskegon. Uh, but there's a, a large group of people out here that are standing up for our health care workers because they are... Uh, they don't want to have this, this mandatory um, jab in order to continue employment. So um, it's sad what's happening right now with our health care workers, because a year ago our health care workers were the frontline heroes. They were the people that, you know, uh, all the media talked about was how amazing these people are. And then it wasn't but six months ago they were all racist and they needed all this new training and now all of a sudden they're not even worthy of employment unless they get this mandatory jab. And that doesn't sit right with me or a lot of other people. Uh, as a person, I am all about medical freedom. As a candidate for Michigan governor, I am 100% all about medical freedom. This should not be a, a condition of employment, and we should not be forcing this uh, experimental vaccination onto people. Uh, it should be their choice. They should be educated on the pros and cons, the benefits and the risks and be able to make those own individual decisions. And I am not alone in this. There are millions of people that feel the same way, and that's really what's going on out here today at Mercy Health. Last weekend it was at Henry Ford Health Services. 
and you can expect more coming in the future. We're going to make our voices yeah. heard. We want medical freedom. My question is, oh, excuse me, Rick. Let me finish this first, okay? There's a there's also a protest going on, or was going on at uh, St. Joe's here, Trinity Health in Ipsy Ann Arbor, and so I wasn't sure which one you were at until you said Grand Rapids. So yes, this is this is important. Go ahead, Rick. I just want to say I would like to know where all the progressives on the left are with their signs, "My Body, My Choice." It seems okay that uh, they want to kill kill a baby in the womb, but uh, they. They also apparently want to kill the the healthcare workers with these shots. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, that's um, it's it's an interesting uh, interesting play there, right? Because yes, my body, my choice. When in all reality, um, you know, when we look at the stance of a new life, uh, the science and the data that the left likes to talk about so much, right? Let's talk about that in regard to new life, a new body, a new body, and a new life starts at conception. There's a new strand of DNA. There's a brand new body inside the womb at conception. That's just the science and the data behind it, right? I didn't make the rules, right? Um, But that's just what it is. So uh, this whole same thing with uh, the my body, my choice when it comes to the jab, uh, but then they want to make you feel guilty. Oh, it's about community health. I still am looking at where, where is it that if you have yours, that me or whoever not having it is going to affect that person negatively, right? You have yours, so you should be good to go, right? Well, I think, give me a second, Rick, okay? Let me answer that. And then I think part of the problem here is in with our socialized medicine system where taxpayers are subsidizing healthcare, then all of a sudden the government, you know, as a representative of the American people, has an interest in lowering our tax burden. (laughs) Has an interest in lowering our tax burden by making everybody be healthy, making them quit smoking, making them take the jab. That's the only thing I can see here. Go ahead, Rick. Oh, I was just going to, Mr. Kelly, um, can I ask you, have you heard the number, the case that someone just brought a lawsuit against the federal government because they were using only one source of showing how many people died from the vaccine? And it's actually much higher than what they're reporting. And the fact that they're going to start making our kids before they go into school get the vaccines. I uh, just want to get your, your point of view on that. Yeah, I've not been briefed on any lawsuit uh, in that capacity. So I can't speak knowledgeably on that until I, I see exactly what those details look like. Um, but we however, do know that Biden you know, wants to make sure all the kids be going to school are vaccinated. That is yeah, which, something he himself has stated. Yeah, I, so, I mean, that right there in itself, I mean, the medical freedom goes across, you know, all ages of people, right? It's not just a certain age bracket for medical freedom, especially with our children. When we look at our children, uh, the, the, the percentage of, of complications or deaths of children when it comes to uh, the virus for COVID-19 is so low. It is, it is almost non-existent. So, you know, this whole idea of, you know, getting the jabs uh, for the kids, uh, same type of thing, you know, medical freedom. uh, And you would hope that the parents making decisions on behalf of their children would become educated enough to know whether or not it's something that the risk versus reward is uh, the, you know, the best decision for them or their family. So, Ryan, I'd like to get back to you because we only have so many minutes. Are you willing to take a call or two, by the way? Um. I probably say, could take one or so. Um, nah, say no. Say I'm happy no, that's to answer fine. any Never questions, mind. you know. I, 
I just wondered, uh, I didn't want to sandbag you with that. We hadn't talked about that. Uh, but I want to find out more about you as a candidate. Uh, so basically, it looks like you're in favor of restricting women's rights to uh, uh, killing their, their own baby in their womb. You also seem to be pro uh, uh, weapons of war on the streets, according to some sources. Um, that's facetiousness, sir. That's facetiousness, <laughs> sir. So you have a strong Second Amendment pose, I imagine. Yes, uh, Second Amendment is as written in the U.S. Constitution. Uh, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. We see right now a federal government, especially that wants to minimize that, and uh, it's you know one of those things where. You know, they take the oath of office to uphold the Constitution, and then the very first things that these people want to do is try to limit the Constitution, the portions that they like, right? And the ones that they don't like, um, you know, they, they try to make up their own rules for that. But that's not really how it works. And so, yeah, very strong Second Amendment candidate. Um, and, and I, I think just, we need to make sure we're upholding the Second Amendment as written. I just had an interesting thought, the uh, term Constitution or cafeteria Constitution. You know, pick and choose what you want when you were saying that. Rick has a question. I do. Um, and I'm glad we're seeing some conservatives, real conservatives running for office. We were talking about this before you came on, uh, that um, the 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 true the true conservatives are being minimal, minimalized, being told that they're out on the fringe, while in reality, there's a lot more of us than they would like to think about. Um but I have talked to a few people about your candidacy, and I'm I'm glad you're running. I really am. Uh, but uh, the feedback I'm getting by some of the what I want to call the country club Republicans, uh, there are still a few of them out there. Uh, they're worried about uh, your involvement in Washington D.C. Um, I don't. I'm not that worried about that. But uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Let me ask. Yeah. Where were you, sir, on January sixth? 2021. Yeah, I was at the Save America rally in Washington, D.C., and we Yay. were there that day for real grievances of the 2020 election with our federal government. And, um, you know, from there, there's people that care about that day, and the left is obviously trying to take that and weaponize that as much as they can because they hate Donald Trump and everybody that supports his America First movement. So, um, you know, no matter what happened that day, even if you uh, talk about it, they want to throw you in a category of being a, a terrible person and uh, not even an American. And that's their narrative. Uh, when in all reality, we were there exercising our First Amendment, uh, our First Amendment right um, with real grievances, right? Freedom of speech, two real grievances about the 2020 election. And, you know, only in America do we have football games where you'll stop everything to watch instant replays to make sure it was the exact right decision and there was no room for error. And you bring out the, um, you know, the, the yard markers and you make sure, hey, is it, you know, is it off by a little tiny bit? Is it an inch a little bit? You know, you know, fourth down, it wasn't close enough or whatever. But for our elections, it's kind of like, you know, eh close enough right you know why not take a look <laughs> at it right and um it, it, interesting like that yeah hey uh you're absolutely right and and that's a very great analogy i want to get back to your biography again because folks we're talking to ryan d kelly and he's running for ultimately running for governor to represent you as a governor of the 
uh, great state of Michigan. And um, this is not an endorsement, but I, I believe his voice should be heard. You should be made aware of him. And so uh, one thing that interests me, Ryan, is what motivated you to run for governor? What was your aha moment that says, I should do this? The aha moment came through prayer, number one. Um, very strong in my faith. And uh, it was it was through prayer that really brought the aha moment to me. But, um, you know, we're just at an interesting time in our history right now. And there's a, you, know, you said earlier, you know, glad that we see some real conservatives running. It's kind of yeah. some of the, some of the things that went through my mind. Um, you know, we need some real conservatives that are going to, put the America first agenda first, you know, my whole policy is the Michigan first policy agenda, right? Putting the people of Michigan first. And I was just out in uh, Alma the other day because they're looking at bringing in uh, Bethany Christian services to a Masonic home, uh, illegal immigrant boys. Um, and, uh, you know, we have so many people in Michigan that are struggling uh, and we need to, take care of Michigan first, right? We have veterans that are on the streets. We have veterans that are struggling. Um, and uh, that's kind of a little bit of the aha moment there, just seeing the whole big picture um, and, and a lot of thought over a long period of time. It wasn't just like I woke up one day like, all right, it's time to go. You know, I'm going to make this happen. I thought about a lot of the pluses and minuses and the things that the left is going to attack me on. Um, you know, and I know the January 6th thing is one thing that they're going to continuously use. So, you know, I've uh, been jokingly saying, but not joking at the same time, Gretchen Whitmer raised $10 million. So I say, you know, hey, Gretchen, do you mind if I use like $8 million of those dollars for you to run a negative ad campaign on me and really get my name out there? Because there's a large number of people that don't care about January 6th. And, you know, especially a guy like me that, you know, didn't go inside, didn't fight with law enforcement officers. I was there yelling USA, right? We want election integrity. And so... Right. When the Maricopa County audit comes out and when we have, you know, uh, the Georgia audit and the Pennsylvania audit and the Michigan audit, which we're going to end up getting, we're not shutting up about that or going away, um, that will bring unity to our country and our state. Uh, we're going to find that it was absolutely justified to be angry about the election. And, you know, um, it's, it's just an interesting place that we're in in our country right now. And, you know, the communism that we see, uh, coming to our state and to our country, and I look at my little kids and I say, hey, look, you know, if Dad doesn't stand up, you know, to to play my role, you know, whatever that may ultimately be at God's discretion, uh, you know, I stand strong for America, I stand strong for Michigan, and we just together do the right thing. You know, I, I, I have to ask this because in the end, we're going to want a conservative uh, winning the primary that can beat Gretchen Whitmer. Now, in the last election, Gretchen Whitmer ran on the slogan of fix the damn roads. Uh, her words, not mine. Uh, now they're saying she's actually holding off on fixing, trying to fix the roads so she can use the slogan again uh, on the next election campaign because the roads still aren't fixed. Uh, <laughs> what a brilliant uh, campaign tactic, huh? <laughs> so, um, what's your plans for the roads in America or in Michigan since it's Michigan first? Yeah. You know, interesting. Um, if she tries that again, uh, where that might lead to, because, you know, do you buy the same line twice? Um, I don't think that one's going to fly. Um, the roads are an interesting, yep. um, 
the roads are an interesting thing here, and I believe there's a lot of mismanagement of those funds, number one. Uh, i give you an example here. Uh, recently, uh, I was talking with some, some county road commissioners, and they received federal dollars, right, through MDOT. It was federal dollars that were given to them. And uh, they, they were told they needed to replace signs. And, you know, the response was like, well, we don't really need to replace signs. You know, we well, have yeah, we did are, actually. We needed more more holes in the road ahead signs. Yeah, that's exactly I think the application they were looking for there. <laughs> that's so, infrastructure. But, but if you drive around the the West Michigan area, you're going to see signs on the side of the highway that have new posts either in front of or in back of them, or maybe they've been switched over to the new posts already. And um, that money could have been used because those signs didn't need to be replaced. Those posts were in great condition, and they could have gone to fix the roads. Uh, and I think there's a lot of mismanagement of that money. Some of the gas tax that you know doesn't even go towards the roads. Uh, the funds are allocated in different places or counties that pay in. They allocate those funds to somewhere else and you know misappropriate those funds as well. Um, the counties, I believe, need more authority based off the story I just shared there as well. Instead of here's the dollars, this is what you want to do with it, you figure out what needs to be repaired and then allocate those dollars to that, right? You know, I'll repaint the, repaint the lines on the road. Right? Well, the lines don't need repainted, but there's holes every seven feet, right? Um, it just needs to have a better management. as more of a business-minded management versus a, you know, hey, we just have the money, you got to spend it on something. Let's applica- uh, have the proper application uh, and give the counties more authority to make these decisions with accountability, of course. You well, have- here in, here in Washtenaw County, um, what they've done with that fine road money is they went on our paved roads, put down a lot of chips on the paved roads, uh, gravel chips, covered it up with tar, and uh, got a lot of people mad with broken windshields, cracked windshields, and a lot of tar on their body of their car and everything else, and yet the road wasn't actually repaired. So that, that's that's how the Democrats fit, fix roads, folks. So Ryan, yeah. and once again, we're speaking to Ryan Kelly. He's running for uh, governor of, for the state of Michigan, hopefully, in his eyes. And um, um, just looking at some of the things on your list of which are pro, pro-freedom, pro-local business. Let me ask, you're a businessman, right? Real estate broker. I own my own firm. Okay. Uh, do you have a degree? What's that? Do you have Do you have a degree? Did you attend college? College degree. Uh, was at Grand Rapids Community College for a couple of years, but I don't have a degree. Oh, you, you know, if you went for a couple of years, I believe you did. It's it's not a problem with me. I've only got a couple of years of associates, and uh, I'm an engineer. Yeah, what there you know. go. You know, and and you're a successful businessman, so you know about business. Uh, so, are there any of those practices that you would apply to the to state government? Let me rephrase this. What would be the first thing you would do upon getting uh, 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 the keys to the office? What would be the first thing? Put a budget freeze. Oh, that number sounds two. good. Okay. Number two. I would have gone with taking Richard out. But, uh, <laughs> Department of Health and Human Services. What's that? I said I would have gone with kicking Gretchen out the first thing I'd do when I got the keys. Oh, yeah. She'll be gone by the time I get there. <laughs> I don't by know. The time, by She's the time I get stubborn. there, she'll have been packed out and moved already. One term Whitmer. That's the new hashtag. Hashtag one term Whitmer. We have a we have a listener who's asking me to ask you 
why can Ohio and Wisconsin, basically the same region, have better roads than Michigan? Would you know? That's the uh, million-dollar question there, right? Because, yes, you drive across the border there to Ohio or Indiana, and the roads instantly change. Um, and I don't believe it's all because there's toll roads there. Um, that, that could potentially play a little bit of a role in it there. But it's the, um, the contracts, I believe, in Michigan that we, uh, that we have, um, some of the wages that we need to pay, I believe, are higher in Michigan. I'm trying to find somebody that will share the contracts with me that we use for the roads so I can take a look at the that- contracts and understand where this, this negotiation is happening. Um, I was just told the other day that if you look at a road that's done by the county, uh, let's, take, let's take a two-mile stretch of road, and if they do a, a mile of it done by the county, it costs a certain amount of money. But if you do the second mile by the state, it costs 30% more for the same road, same product, right? So well, there, we, we need can, to look can, at negotiating some better contracts with accountability because these people are making terrible roads uh, and they're always requiring maintenance and it's additional costs. There needs to be accountability for these things to be fixed. Uh, I would like to see these contracts and where this faulty negotiation is coming from and have uh, a business a business not, person negotiate some contracts here versus just not, not just not just throw names out there but uh, I, I may I suggest that uh, if you're elected check into this because Michigan has been building their roads on a five-year uh, building plan on the construction. Uh, this is common knowledge. The roads that construction is done is built on a five-year plan. The w- roads built in in states like Wisconsin and Oklahoma and and Ohio and a number of other states actually build what's called a 20-year highway, where it's designed to actually last 20 years before it starts breaking up. The the fallacy behind that. The fallacy behind the five-year road is because we have so much frost here. Uh, you don't want to go with a 20-year build that's too expensive. And uh, Wisconsin has proven that to be uh, that that thinking is wrong. It's wrong. That's one of the big things that should be looked at. We've got about a minute and a half left here, Ryan. I'd like to know. There's a couple things I'm curious about. As governor, would you support the state of Michigan to be a Second Amendment state? And also, what would you do about all of the illegal immigrants? that have been brought into this state by the Biden administration? Great question. Uh, I do support Michigan being a constitutional carry state in regard to the Second Amendment. And in regard to the illegal immigration, uh, we need to put a stop on any illegal immigration into the state. Uh, I am for, you know, again, uh, Michigan first, right? We need to put our citizens first. And really, illegal immigration should never be a thing. Um, and, and having the sanctuary cities uh, around the state, uh, that, that needs to go away, number one. And number two, uh, not allow any illegal immigration. And I know we are a border, a border state with Canada, um, not like the southern border, uh, but I believe that illegal immigrants uh, should be deported from the country, come through the process legally to get here. That's why we have a legal immigration process, which I highly encourage. Sounds good. Well, we've got about, oh, I don't know, 20 seconds left until the music starts, but we can ignore about 30 seconds of that. So I'd like to give you maybe 30, 40 seconds just to make a quick elevator pitch to the to those who are listening. Go ahead. You bet. My website, ryandkelly.com, R-Y-A-N-D, Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y.com. 
check out my platform that I have on there, my Michigan First Policy Agenda. Look for our events coming up in the future. Come hear me speak. Come meet me in person. Remember, God bless America. God bless Michigan. And in 2022, vote Ryan Kelly as your next governor. God bless you, sir. God bless our listeners. Stay tuned for a moment of clarity with Pastor Rick Dietering, and I think I'll be there too. God bless folks. See you next week. Thanks for joining us.